Hayetta, has all our equity disappeared? It sure has not. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. We're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and some tactics that we all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. So as we're going to consider today, with equity, like Mm -hmm. that's our, our big question, I think, is equity is something that is a little ambiguous ambiguous maybe it's sometimes difficult to get our handle on because with the market shifting especially in the last year and expenses going up we're going to consider what is that impact that it's having on our personal well-being are we okay i hear so many people saying am i okay are my finances going to be okay am i am i gonna am i losing everything (laughs) well i hope not I hope not. And I think it's important that you said equity is a, is a, I think, did you I put said, it ominous or it's, I, I didn't say it's, ominous. No. I said ambiguous. Oh, ambiguous, ambiguous. And it's, it's, it can difficult. feel that way for people. It can feel difficult to determine because one of the pieces in the equation, equity is very, very simple. It's, it's what your home is worth minus what you owe on it. Very, very simple. And then you could have equity like, Total equity would be your net worth, which would be everything you owe minus, or sorry, everything you own, the value of it minus everything you owe would give you your net equity. Now, on a home, it's generally just a, a mortgage or sometimes people have a line of credit on it. Um, so equity, the simple definition of equity, it's what your property's worth minus what you owe on it. And you need to know what and how does it grow? How does equity grow, Yetta? What's the what's the two levers that grow equity? Well, it definitely grows with time as the value of the asset goes up in value. Yeah. Right? So that's the biggie. And mm-hmm. I think the frustration for many people is in the past year, that hasn't been the case. And for the Ottawa market, with it being so, generally speaking, awesome and stable, Mm-hmm. that that is just a given. So I think what happens is a lot of people really don't look at it. And now there's some, there, at least in the conversations I'm having, there's a fair bit of fear and trepidation, especially if they bought in the last 12 to even 24 months. Although right. if you bought more than 12 months ago, it really ought not be a concern at all. Not, not much. So the the issue is equity is, created through a what you put down on the property b what the property goes up over time mm-hmm. and c what you pay down on the mortgage over time exactly. now if you just bought eight months ten months ago then you may find that every your equity has gone down yeah. because values have gone down in the last eight months so In this segment, I'd like to discuss what that means to you if you did, if you're one of the people that bought in the, you know, last 10 months, how does that affect you and what should you do? Right. And then I think the other thing we want to make sure we offer you is some hope. 
And that can come in the form of an annual equity review. Because as much as you're hearing things in the market, you may be getting even more concerned because the news, even when Ken Decker is interviewed, whether in the (laughs) Citizen or whether on radio or whether in the Sun, some of the news sounds bleak. I was actually teasing him just yesterday because another article just came out as he's the president of the Ottawa Real Estate Board. He has to speak on half of all 3,900 realtors and what's happening in our market. And so the message was bleak, but he still had a nice smile on his face. So I think that is an indication that it's not all bad news, even if it's bleak in the short term, in the long term, it's not. So just like when every year, hopefully you go for an annual doctor's visit and you have your annual review. What we want to offer you this time is a free opportunity to give us a call. Like rather than a typical clarity call, let's make this call about your annual equity review. So you know where you stand. You're not making it up. Mm -hmm. You're not taking statistics from out there. You're not getting a little bit off the different websites. You're not getting a bit from the neighbors. We'll just sit down with you. It's a very simple formula. We've got the paperwork all laid out. It's a structured program that we actually offer our clients. And we would be willing to offer to you as well, whether we've worked with you yet or not, so that you have the opportunity to really know what's going on and you don't have to borrow fear. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's get the real goods. The worst right. is always when you think something's bad and you just want the answer. Yeah. So let's get you the answer. Right. And that brings clarity as to a major piece of your overall financial health is what your real estate assets doing. And now back to my friend here on the, that's listening that bought in the last six to eight mm-hmm. months. And they're going, oh, my goodness, this guy's fallen. I bought at the peak of the market. What's going to happen? Well, first of all, let me let me give you a couple things to bring hope. How's that? Because Yetta said, we, we don't want him to be left high and dry, right? No, because cause it isn't, I mean, it is frustrating for sure. It can be challenging for mm. sure. And it probably, as I said, isn't as bleak as it might sound, well, as long as you can stay in your house. The market is looking a little bleak mm-hmm. your out your forecast for yourself is not looking bleak there so here's two things <clears throat> if you bought eight months ago you probably bought at a very low interest rate now hopefully it didn't go variable you locked in if you locked in your payment is still slightly lower on your house that's maybe you know maybe selling 150,000 less today than it was in February or March of last year your payment is still lower each month than someone buying at the lower price at the current higher interest rates. They're not high, but they're higher interest rates. So that's one. That's huge. So say that again so that that can absorb. Yeah, even though you you may have paid more when you bought, your interest rate is significantly lower than what it is now, like probably one-third of what someone would pay for a mortgage today. And so you are, your monthly payment, although you purchased higher, your monthly payment is actually lower than somebody that's buying now that same property at a, at a lower price. Their payment's higher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second thing is you don't buy a house for a one-year term. You buy it for the long haul. And properties in Ottawa, on average, the last, if you look at 10, 20, 30-year chunks, whatever you want, 
it's running about four to five percent. So I don't suspect that's not going to be the future as we go forward. We spent too much time in the last three years where it was higher than five percent. So it had the it well, had was double digit in, yeah. in the like yeah. yeah it had to correct. And but what it also did was it set a new normal high that someone's willing to pay. So the speed at which it can go back up to the price that it was in February and March, I believe will happen quicker because there was appetite to buy at that price. As a matter of fact, at that price, there were still multiple bids. At the lower price now, there's much fewer multiple bids and it's interest rate driven. Right. So, so it isn't as horrible as it might sound. And if you're saying, well, that made some sense to me, but I really <laughs> want to look at my specific situation just pick up the phone or send us an email at together at Decker Team so we can talk you through it. And I think say the, that a little slower. You said together at deckerteam.com. Oh, yeah, together at deckerteam.com. All right. <laughs> you know, it's like when you say your own name, you know it so well that people go, huh? Even if you have a common name. Now, when you don't have a common name, it's even worse. Yeah. Because what you know, you, yeah. So, so the, the message really is hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let time do the heavy lifting. And we're grateful to be your partners in moving forward in worth, wisdom, and wealth. Yet what if someone bought, say, five or maybe ten years ago? Then if you haven't had an annual checkup, you are so overdue. Time to do it. And so we're grateful that we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes that you can get access to from basically anywhere. And they're really about how to make the most out of your real estate, how to make the most out of your home, how to make the most out of your money, and really essentially how to make the most out of your life. And so what we're going to explore in this segment is what about my equity? Like if I've been there a long time, do I even have to think about it? So what? So what? I'm just wondering, so what, Ken Decker? Mm. Well, you know, I've been a little remiss lately in getting our our monthly financial statement to you. And part of knowing what your net worth is on a monthly basis, just like in a business, if you own a business or you work for a business, that business most likely does a monthly profit and loss statement and balance statement. Uh, The balance statement says, what assets they have, what liabilities they have, and basically what their net worth is of the company. The profit and loss just says what came in, what went out. That's kind of a cash flow thing for the month. But the balance sheet is important because it says, oh, how much cash do I have? Will that meet next month's expenses? Will, you know, what kind of um, health is our business in? Same thing with your personal life. If you do your financials once a month, you'll get a sense of whether you're financially healthy or you need to make a change. And also when you're monitoring it monthly, you can see whether it went up or went down based on your spending decision or your investment decisions. Right. So are you saying that from an equity perspective, we're talking about our house primarily, even Mm -hmm. though the big financial picture, 
the house is part of it. It's yeah. not all of it, which no. is what I'm hearing you say. And it's a right. significant part of it. So are you suggesting that we need to do an, a monthly analysis of the value of our house? or we I, need to I really knew you look? were going to go there. You did, eh? <laughs> well, you took me down that little yeah. path. I kind of do because I'm in the industry. So I look at it. Uh, most people, if they did annually, what's the equity of their home? That's sufficient enough. Uh, if you know that the market's going up significantly in your area and you want to add a couple percent during the year as you go along, great, do that. If you know the market's gone down some, fine, do that. But if you get kind of an, a, a professional opinion, not that that's going to be the value you're going to get if you put it on the market for sure, because, you know, it's just an equity review and get an idea of what your property's worth. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. It's not just an equity review. <laughs> it's an equity review. And there's real value in being aware. Absolutely. I mean, it's that thought that A stands for awareness creates empowerment. I can't know what I can do or have confidence to even do the things I might want to do if I don't first have awareness. That's so, true. An equity review is a big deal. And if you've been in your house 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you might have been following the market and have some understanding. And if you haven't had that, I'm going to call it should be annual, not every decade checkup, but that annual checkup, it is time to connect with us. We will gladly offer it to you, whether you're one of our clients or one of our listeners, somebody that follows the journey with us is on the real estate journey with us, whether up close and personal or whether a little from afar. Yeah. Actually, they're kind of one of our clients if they call and ask for our free equity evaluation, right? That kind of sets them <laughs> up to yeah. have that annual review and set the stage for what might be next. Right. When the time comes. Yeah. And then we would communicate with them regularly as to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Now, you know, so you said financial awareness creates empowerment and you said yeah. ACE, right? I did. What's the ACE? The ACE is awareness. Creates. Like empowerment. Yeah. So it's an acronym. It's an acronym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, sorry, I've been living it for like a couple of decades now. So my whole life, not just my financial situation is based on that concept. Right. Because what I don't know, burying my head in the sand, even if I think it's bad news, doesn't help me. There's no power there. There's mm. no empowerment possible. The other thing I've started saying, which is still an acronym for ACE, awareness, creates everything. <laughs> everything. Like everything okay. is possible once yeah. you have awareness. Because I think once the empowerment part means, can I do something else in the future? Do yeah. Is there a risk that I'm, I'm facing? Am I facing a risk? You know, even my son called, Ryan called the other day and he goes, hmm, you know, if I renew my mortgage on my investment properties, do I need to do another application? So that's a great question because many people wonder, you know, if they have to renew their mortgage, do they have to do another full-blown application, letters of employment, T4, T1 generals, and all that kind of stuff? And for most lenders, the answer is no. Unless you're switching lenders. Unless you're switching lenders or refinancing. Right. If, if you're, you're increasing. Up to, if, you're, if you're increasing, that's what I mean by refinancing, mm -hmm. or changing lenders, you're going to have to go through the whole process again. But if you're up for renewal... 
and you're current on your payments, you're a good mortgage or, right? The mortgage or is the person that borrows the money. If you're a good mortgage or, they have no need to do that. The, the money they feel is secure. You've been making your monthly payments on time. They're happy to and, renew. And because you've been paying off your mortgage, even if the values have dipped a bit, you're likely not in an equity poor position if you've mm -hmm. had it for any length of time. Yep. Because exactly. you've been paying down, paying down, paying down. And for many of the years that you would have owned it, it would have gone up, up, up. So it's almost, if you've been in your house any length of time, it's almost a false sense of insecurity mm -hmm. because your house is worth exponentially more than it was when you bought it. Even yeah. if it isn't worth as much on paper as it might have been 12 months ago. Because that was kind of a false start. Well, it was a high. It was a high yeah. in the market. Yeah. Um, so there's there's ways to amplify your equity. Mm -hmm. um, one is to improve your property, right? Sweat yeah. equity. You can put money in. You can renovate. You can update kitchens, bathrooms, put new hardwood flooring in, things like that. Especially if you put the it cash and you didn't borrow the money to do it. Now you've significantly increased your equity because you've raised the value of the property. Mm -hmm. Beyond what you invested. Like that's the goal, right? Take mm -hmm. money from somewhere else, make it so that the, so if you're ever wondering like, is this a good thing to do? Will this actually help my equity or hinder my equity? Like do pick up the phone, do send us an mm -hmm. email because sometimes I get calls and people did some extravagant, wonderful things thinking it would improve the value of their property, but it actually hurt their equity rather than was an asset. Yeah. Like when people go, well, it's got a perfectly good kitchen, but I don't like the color anymore. So yeah. they rip it out, put a new $30,000 kitchen in, but it didn't increase the value of the property that much because it already had a good kitchen. Or at all. Yeah, exactly. So the ace, yeah. if you have an ace, if you're playing cards and you have an ace, is it of any value? Only. Here's the bottom line. Only if you get to play it. If you don't play from a place of awareness and or you don't play that ace if you're playing cards, it's useless. Right. So you want to connect with us at together at DeckerTeam.com and ask us for an evaluation of your equity. And thanks for the privilege of moving alongside with you because we're passionate about all of us being positioned for generational legacy. I feel rich. You should. So we're honored that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying and investing in real estate, but coming alongside you to build your fund, build your faith, build your finances. And in fact, even flourish, strengthen, and heal inside your relationship. So really 30 years of building your life, your money, and even your home. Pretty cool. And so what we want to really discover today, right? This is discovery time. Mm -hmm. We want to discover with wealth comes responsibility and how do we take responsibility? Yeah, it's a great For the question. wealth. You know, as I as I did that opening line of saying, I feel rich, it made me feel subconscious. It made me feel a little like, am I being boastful? It, uh, all kinds of stuff came up for me. And then I remembered the sermon that I did 
<clears throat> at Trinity Bible Church, ooh, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, about uh, the scripture that talks about the rich man and what the responsibility is of the rich man. And then I asked everybody in the congregation, who, who's rich? And nobody wanted to put their hand up. And yet, every, pretty much everybody in North America, if you have a job, if you have coins in your, if you have a car, if you have a garage to put your car in, or if you have uh, coins in your ashtray that you don't need to spend, you know, unless you want a latte or something, if you have excess money kicking around, you're rich. More than, you know, 80% of the population in the world. Exactly. So there's truth. And then the other story that came to my mind is you started to say story and feeling the embarrassment of his admitting that we, generally speaking, in North America are wealthy. Wealthy, wealthy. Maybe not compared to someone else, but that's what gets us in trouble is we mm -hmm. play the comparison game. And yet we are wealthy if we have more than we need and we have excess kicking around, like coins sitting here, there, and everywhere. Um, another sermon, but you weren't giving it. We were sitting in the uh, congregation, so okay. probably close to the beginning of our journey, about 25 years ago probably, mm -hmm. and the pastor asked who was rich. And a couple of kids, ours being one of them, our son, oh, as yes. well as another young yeah, boy, put their hands up and said, we are, and the parents we were okay. We were coming to grips with it, but the other parents were horrified. They were actually clients of ours mm -hmm. and they were very wealthy in comparison to us. And yet the admission, and yet we all ought to be able to say that. Yeah. They were ambassadors yeah. and felt awkward yeah. that they were kind of pointed out by their son that they were wealthy. And so when I, so, so if I say you, if you own a home, you're rich. Okay. Would, would that be okay? You're wealthy. You're wealthy than a lot of even Canadians that are renting. You, you have more wealth typically. Well, they've proven that again and again, right. right? Statistically, those that rent versus those that don't will have a higher net worth. Right. So now what do I do with that? Because, mm -hmm. the, you know, if you listen to the story of the, you know, the talents and do I have a responsibility to do something with my equity? I'm not supposed to just hide it under a rock. I'm supposed to get interest on it or, you know, and so you are getting some growth on it based on market growth and you're paying down your mortgage. So you're getting a little more growth. Even if right now you're not getting growth because the properties aren't increasing, you're not getting growth that way, but no. you're still getting growth by mortgage pay down. Right. And you've had growth in the past because we're, we're now assuming, you know, you've owned your home for five, 10, 15 years. You haven't remortgaged it to pay for a new car and a trip and a snowmobile. And right. You whatever. haven't used it as an ATM. Right. Right. So, because that's a real risk. If we, and it's common, we see people, we go visit them or we do your equity review. So again, another reason for choosing to do that equity review, maybe you have refinanced, maybe there was an emergency and you really needed to do it, or maybe it's just become an easy way of getting access to money for consumer things. Yeah. been spending more, you've used the equity growth in your home to augment your salary so that you can have a, a better lifestyle than maybe you could afford if you were just on your salary. That's not necessarily a good use of equity. 
So what are some great uses of equity? If we talk with someone and, you know, and they have a significant amount of equity, hundreds, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, what's a good use of that equity? Should it just sit there and for some it feels like it has security to mm-hmm. just let it sit there, recognizing you're I mean, it's not doing you any good. So they could there. do nothing. They could do nothing. Right. I mean, it's an option. You could do nothing. Mm-hmm. And for many, that gives enough. There's only security in doing nothing. It only feels good to do nothing. So if that's you, well, then at least know that. Know what is sitting there and what you're doing nothing with. Mm-hmm. Or the other option is wake up your lazy asset. Like it's an asset and it's being lazy right now. The equity is just sitting there if you're doing nothing with it. And we're not using like for consumer stuff. We're talking using it to invest in something that grows in value. Right. So we could use the money, some of the money. You still keep equity in there. We could use some of it. When I say we, I mean, you could use some of it to buy an investment property. And then you still have the same amount of equity in the market, just divided between two properties. So you increase your leverage again. And we're going to talk about leverage a little more in a, an investment show. But leverage increases the speed at which you build wealth and equity. So Right, because then you have two properties going up in value rather than one. Exactly. And in the case of investment property, you also have somebody else actually paying off the mortgage. Yeah. Exactly. You're not even doing the work. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yep. Now, sometimes people need to know what their equity is because they're thinking of retirement. And it allows them to feel secure to retire if they know what nest egg is in there as long along with their other nest eggs so that's another good reason to get your equity Mm -hmm. checkup so that you can decide oh how far away am i from retirement am i ready to retire you know we've had a couple people in our close close inner circle that have retired last year yeah exactly and many of our clients too yeah and so being able to know that and doing the annual equity review is a piece of it that Mm -hmm. awareness will change a lot. Yeah. Because you're not borrowing worry that isn't even real. Right. And then sometimes we find people when they go, oh, look at all the equity I have. They might go, oh, now I can move to the house that's going to meet my needs better because I can take that equity with me. Some people will leave some and rent out the property they're in and buy another property. That's another great way of doing things. And then others may go, you know what? My house still suits. I like the location. I like the size, but I like it more open or I'd like the new bathroom. I like a new kitchen because it's 20, 30, 40 years old. It's getting tired. So, but I don't have a bunch of cash sitting around. It's not a bad idea to take out some equity and put it back in the house to raise up the value. Yeah. And the great news in Canada, we have a banking system that really doesn't allow us to exploit our equity. I mean, that's a thing I often hear, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to exploit it. No, we're not going to exploit it. You're going to use what makes sense for you where you still have peace of mind. It's a responsibility to have wealth. And and the government mandates you have to keep 20% in your property of equity when you re-leverage it for whatever you're going to do. Yeah. So the bottom line is wealth equals responsibility. And we're honored to be your advocates on this journey to increasing and building wealth through real estate and your life exponential. 
moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.